Hi, everyone. Massive altcoin Bible. The markets are moving. I think the Ethereum down wall is about to break uh, to the upside. So hopefully we see a 2000 plus Ethereum coming up. You can guess that is today. That is my cherry ripe. I've got some other cryptos I'm going to look at today. Also, just going to have a quick look at Bitcoin as well and kind of give you the lowdown of why things are moving. But really sensational looking market structure now. Bears just haven't been able to stick in the knife. Go to the charts and have a look. Uh, but they haven't been able to push things downward. And if the bears are exhausted, even when we have negative news, uh, you know, eventually uh, this is what happens. This is what happens out of bear markets. So uh, if we just see down here, we've been, you know, trapped in this area uh, down below 20,000 for quite some time. We've had the blitz out of it at the beginning of the year, come up 20,000, gotten above it. And now we're starting to ride and look really, really good for a move up above 30,000. We're going to run into 30,000. Uh, you know, potentially, you know, soon, and we're going to see what kind of resistance there. I think it will be fairly strong. We will, likely won't crack it first time through, um, but uh, still, the market structure is just looking that each time we've gone lower, bulls have just bought things up, and we just see the trends, just those higher, um, those higher lows. So low, high, low. Just, things are just moving up in the trend, and it looks like it wants higher. There's just the sellers just aren't there to push this down, and well, that's that may not be entirely true. We're in a, a very um, uh, interesting part of the market where we've got low liquidity. The order books on exchanges are very thin. Bitcoin's just leaving exchanges. There's not a lot of circulating supply. And again, if there's not a lot of sellers there, uh, even a constant buying demand by spot, especially with everything happening in uh, the macro, if there's just constant small buyers and larger buyers starting to get interested in coming in at these levels, it will just push things higher. And we're looking at derivatives this morning as well. Things still look you know, quite neutral. There's no... Um, there's no indication that market participants uh, that are using uh, derivatives, so futures, are betting that this is, uh, you know, going to go higher. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people still betting that this is going lower, um, even out, and that that creates disbelief. There's no rocket fuel there for us to have a, a gigantic, you know, flush to the downside or even a, you know, massive move to the upside, unless we get a huge amount of buyers coming in. That's a little bit more advanced, but it's just some high-level stuff that I'm, I'm looking at at the moment. Now, some key points. We had some less favorable economic data coming out of the US in terms of the labor markets, also manufacturing. So this puts the recession firmly back on agenda. But for a long while, those people talking about soft landing and you know recessions may not happen is just was just hopium. It's gonna wear its ugly head again. And it looks like it is. It's showing this data at least is showing that the US economy is slowing down. And these high interest rates are helping towards that aim. Uh, and eventually this causes the Fed to pause and pivot. I think we're there already because they did break the banks uh, last month. So we're going to see where things end up this time. We've got the inflation data on the, the 12th of April. That is going to be a pretty wild one. I suspect what's going on right now is the markets are pricing in. The Fed is going to pause. So this price action here is all about the 12th of April, in my opinion. So we're going to see how high Bitcoin goes, how high gold goes. That was the other point too. Gold has ripped higher through uh, to new highs. So the, the $2,000 US level has been taken out. We're a little bit above it now, but 2000 is such a huge level for gold. Um, gold is that safe haven asset which investors like to flee to going into times of economic turmoil uncertainty. Bitcoin has that flight to safety trade often known as Bitcoin 2.0. So I fully expect Bitcoin to get a pretty strong bid here coming soon. Keep that in mind. Just quickly on Bitcoin, also a fairly nice looking uh, divergence there. So we've got the RSI actually getting a little bit deeper while price is just rising. So sellers are getting absorbed by buyers and it's just starting to rip stock RSI. Uh, it looks to have completely cooled off. 
MACD looks to want to cross over again. So a lot of things putting this in favour of the bulls for at least a go at 30000 just above. Why am I telling you about Bitcoin? Well, it's the lowest risk, safest um, asset in this space, and it drives everything. Bitcoin's moving higher, liquidity is coming in, and then it will go down to lower caps. Uh, so large caps, mid caps, and low caps. We have a look here, Ethereum. This, this is the cherry ripe. This is the one to watch for me. Um, Ethereum has outperformed Bitcoin through every you know, crypto cycle, essentially, that we've seen you know, previously. And there's no indication that's going to change. Ethereum's market cap is much lower. Um, you know, it's got a different use case, got a lot of a lot of different going for it. However, we're just looking at a pure performance basis. You know, Ethereum is beginning to move. And look, Ethereum can be boring for very long periods of time until it really wants to move. Now, Ethereum was stuck in this oscillating, choppy range below, so let's say, 1700 uh, for quite some time. Similar to Bitcoin, but, you know, just it didn't really have much strength about it. It's finally broken free of that. Never made that second low with FTX, and I'll harp on that all the time. That just tells me that it has had a tremendous relative strength and buyers at the lows. So it never made that second low with FTX like Bitcoin did, which is great. It's just been making these higher lows. You can see high, low, high, low, high, low, high, 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 high. It's continuing, and it has broken this. I've been watching this level religiously for a break. 1720. I wanted to see a break, come back, retest as support. It's done that, and now it's flying. I expect this to act like a magnet, the $2,000 level uh, for Ethereum. So this was your point. This was your point to buy back in an Ethereum in this region, the, the retest of key horizontal uh, resistance flip support uh, on top of this you know, volume here. So that's where you want to say, and I, again, I think I've had Ethereum for Cherry Ripe one to watch for almost all my videos lately. So if you're not watching them, you really are missing out on this kind of information. Um, but now is the time to really reap the benefits of those kind of uh, positioning. 2,000, 2,300, and why 2,300? Well, it's it's essentially the, the next sort of floor over here. You can see this wicks wicking into the 23, 24, 2,300 area and also some volume support over here in about 23, that area. So it's running into those weeks. You could maybe throw a dime at um, 20, 2400, 2300 where it will stop. But generally, as an investor, you do want to front run the major levels a little bit because traders will front run it as well. And it just keeps creeping forward from those key levels. Everyone's looking at it. Uh, but Ethereum looks really primed here for a big move. And uh, it's key to how it reacts at 2000. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world if it gets beaten back. In fact, I expect it probably will get beaten back a little bit, but it's going to breach 2000 once it's out of this structure. This is a clear break. It looks very, very good. RSI looks fantastic. Uh, if you're looking to you know, buy into Ethereum or where I would be looking to get into Ethereum, it's probably wait for the reaction uh, at 2000. Uh, you know, I personally bought the breakout at um, 1850, 1860. I really liked that there, waited for the close this morning on the daily, uh, went in, had a really nice stop loss, well, a, a reasonably tight stop loss uh, in an area where I think if it, it if it passes to that passes that point, I think it's you know probably chopping around here a bit more. So I don't want to be in it. But you can play the breakout like that. You can play wait for confirmation. It gives you a bit more confidence instead of just you know market buying and then um, you know hoping for the best. Um, that could be a good way to go about it. But um, yeah, we're just seeing that run now and uh, it looks reasonably good. Once it gets above two thousand, it's really anyone's guess how high. And you can go in the short term. But generally, Ethereum has these bursts. Where it um, you know creates those runs, you know just flies, uh, and it all depends again on Bitcoin. Um, if, if Bitcoin is you know in a good state, it's running towards 30k. Even if it gets above 30k and starts to go sideways, that is the optimum state for altcoins and Ethereum. Um, but you can see here, Ethereum really pops when it runs. It pops, and then when it wants to quieten down, it, it can be boring for quite a while.
So uh, yeah, Ethereum is absolutely my cherry ripe. Expect ERC20 tokens, so tokens that are built on Ethereum to um, to move uh, now that Ethereum is making its move as well. Okay, uh, my one to watch this week is Shibu Inu. Uh, everyone loves Shiba, right? Uh, most people do. Um, look, there's this sort of um, investment thesis around Dogecoin and Shiba that you kind of expect must come out with something of left field. Dogecoin always tends to have uh, in previous spike cycles anyway, massive spikes, then big drawdowns back to the start of the spike. Um, oh, what did I do there? Uh, back to the start of the spike. I think I reloaded it. Uh, and, and just it repeats cycle after cycle. Now, Shiba Inu is kind of like a, a proxy onto um, onto Dogecoin. If Dogecoin starts moving, Shiba generally does, and the other dog uh, coins do. Dog coins are almost in their own unique little meme bubble, so they tend to move at the same time. If we're looking at Shiba, you know, it's it's creating a really nice structure here. It's created that high over here. Uh, had a bit of a pullback back to the 0.618. Nice retracements here. Oh, I know what I did. I went to the uh, AUD chart instead of the USD, but very, very similar. Um, yeah, it's come back down, retested that almost that 0.786 almost to the nose. Uh, but around here, it's just chopping about. Got back above the 0.618, so that's Fibonacci level. Reclaimed some key moving averages here, including the 100. And now it's just under the 50. You breached that 50. Uh, I think she's off and she's going to blitz through some of these levels quite quickly. Dogecoin's up, I think, 30%. Uh, in my eyes, Shiba Inu is uh, really lagging here. So um, this is my one to watch. Look, RSI just trending up, looking nice, getting above that 50 mark, that mean zone. Uh, stock RSI looking pretty powerful up here. And, you know, it doesn't have too much more room to go, but I expect a bit of a pop in the short term. So, uh, look, rising tide lifts all ships. Bitcoin and Ethereum are running, then Shiba uh, will as well, but still one to watch. Look, it was very, very difficult to actually come to a lot of these crypto shows just to three today. Um, and, you know, Shiba amongst many, many a basket of others just look really, really interesting and enticing for an investor or trader at these points. Uh, the hardest thing actually this week was, and normally it's the flip side, was actually finding a crypto that looks not okay. Uh, and even this one, I, I still don't think it looks terrible. Um, but this is Arbitrum. This is the new token. And in, you, if you've seen these episodes, you know I like to sort of pair it up with a narrative or a, a fundamental issue as well, if it's if I can. Arbitrum is an airdrop token. Uh, the central authority behind Arbitrum essentially rug pulled the community to an extent, uh, gave them a vote, uh, wanting to spend some of the tokens or the allocation in the treasury. They went ahead and spent it anyway, and the vote went against them. So they had to come out and go, sorry, guys, this vote was kind of meaningless. We already went ahead and did something. Uh, that we're asking your opinion on. So that had this big drop from up here 1.44 all the way back down. They've made some changes. They've come out and just spoken to the community and whatnot. Uh, regardless, this is a this was a really nice pump from that low, almost like an exhaustion point where the sellers just got out. It's had a 15% run here. Um, there's still a bit of a cloud hanging over Arbitrum. So there's that. Um, there's also this here that uh, we've got Arbitrum running back into a really key, and it, there's not much price action here. It only goes back literally, you know, 23rd of March. So there's only a few weeks of price data. Uh, but here, this is a, a, a massive zone of um, the volume. So this is an area where Arbitrum needs to crack above to go higher, but it's also going to act as resistance here. So this is starting to form a, uh, and I'm just looking at this here, almost like a left shoulder there, a right, uh, sorry, a head there, and starting to form a right shoulder there, which is actually a bearish pattern. It could drop, you know, lower. So just be careful here that it's running into resistance after a headwind, maybe that uh, relief bounce could be a dead cat bounce from the low. Just be careful. You also stock RSI is about to cross over, so I expect this to cool off a little bit, perhaps creating that right shoulder potentially before it moves up. But this area here is going to be key. What happens in here, you know, 
head and shoulders generally break down. And whether this is technically head and shoulders, I'm not sure, but that's generally how the pattern works. It kind of rolls like that, figures itself out. And if it wants to go high, it goes high. If it goes down, it goes down. But it's still, you know, fairly used uh, layer two. You know, it's got the most TBL, so total value locked away uh, in the layer two space. So, uh, look, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere in the in the short term, and it might be a good risk reward play. So, guys, that's that's my danger zone this week. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, gave you a little bit of extra information across the board there. So, again, hope you found it valuable and uh, you use the information accordingly. So have a great day. We'll catch you again for our next video. Bye.